Good morning! Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. This morning's episode is titled, For Him Will I Accept. It shall be focused on the study of Job chapter 42. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mighty word. And as we read here the story of Job, and we hear you telling his friends that him, Job, will you accept, for he was your prophet. We thank thee, Lord, that you've provided a prophet for us too. And Lord, him and what he said to us, will you accept? Because that was you speaking through him. So we thank thee for the word that thou hast given us to follow. And help us, Father, to live by it. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Job chapter 42. Chapter 42 Then Job answered the Lord, and said, I know that thou canst do everything, and that no thought can be withholden from thee. Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore have I uttered that I understood not, things too wonderful for me which I knew not. Here I beseech thee, and I will speak. I will demand of thee, and declare thou unto me. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. Wherefore I abhor myself, and repent in dust and ashes. And it was so, that after the Lord had spoken these words unto Job, the Lord said to Eliphaz the Temanite, My wrath is kindled against thee, and against thy two friends, For ye have not spoken of me the thing that is right, as my servant Job hath. Therefore, take unto you now seven bullocks and seven rams, and go to my servant Job, and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering, and my servant Job shall pray for you. For him will I accept, lest I deal with you after your folly, in that ye have not spoken of me the thing which is right, like my servant Job. So Eliphaz the Temanite, and Bildad the Shuhite, And so far the Naamathite went, and did according as the Lord commanded them. The Lord also accepted Job. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job, when he prayed for his friends. Also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then came there unto him all his brethren, and all his sisters, and all they that had been of his acquaintance before, and did eat bread with him in his house. And they bemoaned him, and comforted him over all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him. Every man also gave him a piece of money, and every one an earring of gold. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. For he had fourteen thousand sheep, and six thousand camels, and a thousand yoke of oxen, and a thousand she-asses. He had also seven sons and three daughters. And he called the name of the first Jemima, and the name of the second Keziah, and the name of the third, Karen Hapuk. And in all the land were no women found so fair as the daughters of Job. And their father gave them inheritance among their brethren. After this lived Job an hundred and forty years, and saw his sons and his sons' sons, even four generations. So Job died, being old and full of days. Up next... We shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled Fellowship. This was preached in 1960 on June the 11th. 
We'll begin at paragraph 18 up to paragraph 23. I trust you find it to be a blessing. Now, fellowship comes by love, and love requires uh, fellowship. If you love your wife, you've just got to get with her and talk with her. If you love your friend, you've got to get with him and talk to him. And if you love God, there's got to be a basis for fellowship. You cannot have complete fellowship and livelihood without these agreements. You cannot be married without an agreement. You cannot have a wife without some kind of an agreement. And that agreement is based upon your vows. You cannot have fellowship with God without coming to God's agreement. And there's a basic thing for fellowship and that's the blood the blood only it's been god's way from the beginning and it will be till the end the only place of fellowship is through the blood now we find out in the old testament that god had one meeting place one meeting place the only place he would meet with his people was in one place the tabernacle and that was under the shed blood the only place God met with his people was under the shed blood. That's the only place he can meet with us today. He cannot meet with us as an organization. He cannot meet with us as an intellectual group. He can only meet with us as we have fellowship, as we come under the shed blood of his son, Jesus Christ. That's the only basic place that we can meet. Some time ago, I was dedicating a tabernacle. He asked me to bring the... The words back, a brother down in Tennessee, I forget what his name was, now the Church of God down there. And I said, God is a being. Now, God just not like your, like the air. If you would, you would never have to seek the Holy Ghost to be in you because it filled all space and things. God's omnipresence, sure, but being omnipresent, knowing all things. But God has a dwelling place because he is a being. Exactly right. And God dwells with fellowship under the shed blood of his Son and that alone. Amen. Not upon our denomination, our affiliation, but upon the shed blood. We meet God face to face. Now, Job believed that. The oldest book in the Testament. God met Job on the basis of fellowship through the burnt offering and the shed blood. Remember Job, he said, Now, preventure that my children have sinned. And if they've sinned, I'll just offer a burnt offering because that's all God required. God only required the shed blood, the burnt offering. And Job made an offering for his children. And we realize what happened during that time that a storm came and killed his children, took all his cattle away. And we know how he was distressed and how he was perplexed. But there came a time when God restored all back to Job. And when he was out on the ash sheep there scraping his boils, and his wife said, why don't you curse God and die the death? He said, Thou speakest like a foolish woman. And when the people come to bless him, instead of that, they turned their back up on him and called him a secret sinner. Job knowed he had not sinned because he had met God's requirements. Now, accidents and troubles don't happen to people because they're sinners. Because I've seen sinners prosper and go on. But it's, it's on the basis of fellowship because a man prospers in business doesn't make him altogether a Christian because there's many sinners prosper. That's right. What Our fellowship is not upon the basis of how much God prospers us, but on the basis of coming under the shed blood in fellowship with one another. There's where the real part of Christianity lays. 
That's what makes these meetings so real. That when people come under those bases of the shed blood, we have things in common. We set in heavenly places. Now, Job was told by his wife, why don't you curse God and just die the death? He said, now he didn't call her a foolish woman. He said, you speak as a foolish woman. He didn't say she was foolish, but she spoke that way. Said the Lord gave and the Lord taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. For he knew that he had met God's requirement. He had worshipped God under the basis of the shed blood and the burnt sacrifice. And he stood flat on it. No matter what happened, he still knew that he was justified because he had met God's requirements. No matter how much they try to call you a fanatic or a holy roller or whatever they want to say, as long as you know you've met God's requirement and you're under the basis of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, you're standing justified in the presence of God. You don't have to belong to any certain group. You just have to be under those places there for fellowship. Now, God began to restore back to Job. He restored his stock, his animals, livestock, and everything double. But did you notice about his children? God restored back Job's children. Didn't say he doubled them, but he restored them to him. Wonder where they were at. Did you ever take a thought of that and read the book of Job? They were in glory waiting for him because he had offered a sacrifice under the shed blood, and he knew where they were waiting for him at. Under the shed blood. Now he never said he'd give him back another bunch of children, but he. He restored God, uh, Job's children to him because they were waiting for him under the shed blood of the sacrifice. As we get towards the end of this episode, we end with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for thy love. We pray, Father, may your word that you've given us today percolate to the depths of our souls and change our nature after your own. May you cleanse all unrighteousness out of us. And Father, may your Spirit, take preeminence in our being and push out all the worldliness out of us. In the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
Oh,